When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Screencast. My name is Nick Scarpino, and today we are going to be talking about Stranger Things Season 4, Part 1. Uh, joining me on this lovely screencast is the big dog, Kevin Coelho. I'm very excited to talk about this show with you guys right now. Oh, I'm so excited. excited to talk to you guys about it as well. And the king of Halloween, Blessing Idioye Jr. Nick, you're really rocking the glasses. I love it. I have no choice, Blessing. My body... <laughs> My body has revolted against me, and now my eyes are going. If you guys listen, if you guys didn't listen to the You're podcast the last week, you, you've beaten the fight, though. It's I, over. Now I, it's just the recovery. Yeah, the, the 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 tides of war has shifted in my it favor. It doesn't look but like the, he won the fight. If I'm being honest, yeah. Like, I mean, don't don't show anyone. Like, you look don't cool show anybody. Right now. You look because cool it is right a jump scare. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> it's pretty jolting. All all week long, I did shows all week, and I did them with sunglasses live. And Good. so when one of my friends uh, put it best, he was like. He was like, you, you should just rock the black eye, maybe put a little makeup on it, because right now you look like um, a cocaine-dealing werewolf. And I was like, sure. okay, sure. well, that's, that's I, something. That's a compliment. I know for I mean, a fact I'll you take that love as the werewolves. Mark. I mean, I like, okay. I like making fun of both those things, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. But that's not what we're here to talk about right now. Of course, all three of us just finished Stranger Things Season 4 part one um and a couple couple fun facts about this uh they released it in two parts obviously because these are very 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 long episodes the duffer brothers wrote a letter uh, a few months back to the audience saying hey nerds we're all here for you uh we're going to release this season we want to get it out as soon as possible but in order to do that we have to unfortunately break it up into two parts and i'm of two minds on this personally i'm like i i was I was like, why would you do this? But then by the time I got to the end of, of episode seven, I'm like, I am I'm stoked. I don't care. I'm I'm I don't give a shit when this next when when episodes eight and nine come, I'm ready to rock and roll. Kevin with his hand up. Man, I can't believe how much I have flipped on this, where it's like because these episodes are so long and meaty, I would have been a hundred percent fine doing a week to week for this. Like See, I, I'm happy that I could binge as much as I could, but like I think that like it's too bad they didn't try changing the format for this show because like this I think could have carried us week to week, and I think this show would have fit week to week. Like there are certain big reveals, certain like big things that happen where it's like, mm -hmm. dude, I wish I had time to speculate about this because like it is. It, I feel like this is the kind of show that would benefit from like letting that mystery linger in the way that uh, last year when we all watched Wandavision and you had theories like week to week to week of people being like. Oh, what if it's this? What if this person shows up, right? I feel like this season of Stranger Things, more so than any other uh, season of Stranger Things, would have benefited from us sitting down and going, all right, but like, what is up with what Eleven's going through? What is up right. with like XYZ yeah. character? Because like, they, they, by the time you get there in episode seven, there is so much that is 
pulled back and you're like, whoa, what the fuck? Okay, I did not see that coming. So let's, we're going to go spoiler free for the first part about this, just so we can give our, our reactions. Obviously they're good right now, <laughs> but I want to get, I want to go through uh, a couple, couple quick facts. Obviously uh, these episodes, the average episode of runtime was around 78 minutes per episode. Uh, there have been one, two, three, four, five, six, seven released so far. Uh, and the next two are going to come in at a total of four hours. So I believe episode eight is going to be an hour and a half. And then episode nine is going to be two and a half hours for the season <laughs> yeah. four finale. And we know for sure that there is a season five coming. And that will be what the Duffer Brothers have said uh, will be the final season. Which, when they announced that before I watched season four, I was like, cool, whatever. I'll probably watch season yeah. four not even care. I won't even care, guys. I'm cool. I'm not even going to care. Now I'm like, they could keep making this show forever. Uh, notable directors on this. Obviously, the Duffer Brothers directed uh, four of these episodes. Sean Levy directed a couple of them as did nimrod antle and sean levy of course most notably for his hit with uh free guy uh he directed that one and then really nimrod shockingly antle, fun movie <laughs> really fun movie he's a good director and then uh, nimrod antle was a name that popped up on the screen <laughs> and i was like i remember i was like why did i why do i know that name and i looked him up and he's the guy that directed predators which was the what i would say is one of the arguably better predators movie that have come out uh, in the last, like, uh, pretty much ever. So he, if you haven't seen that one, that's the one with Adrian Brody where he gets dropped on the island, uh, on the under the world, and it's just badass, and Lawrence Fishburne's there as well. As long is as he doing the prequel, the Prey? Oh, maybe. We can yeah. look that up real quick. I'm, I'm trying to look it look up that now. Up. Look that up while we talk. But Blessing, I want to start with is that. That's Walk not him. the name of the prequel. I think I messed that Prey up. Prey is the name of the, the prequel. Yeah, yeah, it's badass. That's going to be a good one, prequel. too. Worth, that's going to be worth watching. Uh, Blessing, I want to start with you. What did you think, spoiler-free, of Stranger Things Season 4 Part 1? Spoiler-free, I have a lot of thoughts. Uh, overall, I really enjoyed the season, but I found that this season, I think, was the first time while watching Stranger Things that at certain points during, I was bored. And I think a lot of that comes down to... The it comes down to a few things. I think the change up in pacing uh, from the longer episodes contributes to that uh, a bit because I'll get to certain points in the episode where I'm like, oh, is this not done? And I'll check the time and I'm like, oh, shit. OK, there's 30 minutes left. And that's not necessarily in the way where I'm like, oh, man, I need this to end now. But more so in yeah. the way of like, oh, man, this is like it still feels like a TV show as opposed to like a movie, but it has movie length. And so it's just that like conflict conflict of like how what you feel is supposed to be the wrap-up of the show. Uh, and so there's a bit of that that I felt maybe could have been uh, um, uh, bettered by, like, better pacing and, like, more maybe more action going on. But, like, aside from that, too, I think a problem I had were some of the B-plots. Um, you know, like, they do it... They, they do the thing that they do often in Stranger Things where they separate um, certain parts of the group because there's so many characters to deal yeah. with and so many different plot lines to uh, tackle. And so you have, like, the core group of kids. You have what's going on with um the adults and then you also have what's going on with 11 and i found that the 11 plot line and the adult plot line for the most part for me wasn't engaging until the final episode of part one mm. like by the time i got to episode seven i was fully in but it for me took until episode seven before i was there right all the time leading up there every time he flashed to the adults i was like what is going on here? Like, why are we doing this? Like, oh man, just get, like, just finish your mission. Like, get the mission done and then get back to the stuff that's interesting, right? And with, right. 11, with the 11 stuff, a lot of that stuff is just, for me, was confusing. It was purposely confusing for the sake of the story. But I found that whenever we flashed that stuff as well, I was just like, 
all right, is this moving? Like, what is it building up to? And the answer is that it built up to something incredible. Like, by the time mm-hmm. we finish the episode, in, or if, by the time we get to episode seven, and you start to put together how all these things connect, and um, you start to get really cool bits of action from the adult side of things, and then you also get the, you know, really cool reveals and really cool stuff happening in episode seven. I thought all that stuff really came together beautifully, but it was... Um, it, 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 it did it, it we did get there with some weird pacing for me during the season and so like overall i did enjoy my time i think the budget is on full display i really oh liked God. the visuals i really yeah. loved the the horror this time around was so scary specifically especially the body stuff where you would have like certain characters bones snap in certain ways oh. and like certain creatures come through and just decimate people in ways where it's like Damn, I thought it was a kid's show. I I I forget that like I don't know what it, what it's rated. It must be like PG thirteen or whatever. But like I forget that sometimes because it feels like a kid's show until you get to the shit that's like really gnarly in the action. And you're like, oh shit, damn, this is like this is really scary. This is really intense. And I think for that stuff, they really went there, and I really enjoyed that stuff. Um, that like the scenery, like all the cool um, CG stuff, I thought was done really well. Like, there's a lot to enjoy about this season. I think visually, and in terms of the horror, and in terms of the reveals and all that stuff. Um, like, my only big gripe, honestly, is some of the pacing and some of the the, the B plot stuff going on. But overall, I enjoyed it. Kevin, what did you think of Stranger Things season four? I think I was in the same boat as you, Nick. Where like I was like, oh, these are long episodes. I I, I guess I think Friday came around. I was like, might as well start this. Because yeah. I, I think I'm going to kind of have to force myself to watch the whole thing. Um, and then we started watching, I want to say it was maybe eight or nine. And then suddenly we were four episodes in. It was like the middle of the night. And we're like, oh, we fucked up. We need to go to sleep. And like we stopped, I think, at the, at the perfect place where it's like the story. Like I I I really enjoy uh, all of the like different plots that we have going on concurrently and then you know without any spoilers by the time we get to the end it like i think it really really pays off i think that what blessing is saying and we'll, we'll discuss it more with spoilers like i think there is a moment where things really slow down and um it kind of for at least one episode it feels like okay i'm kind of stretching out the story a little bit they they do a good job re-engaging us with things but um you know, I think that that is more like symptomatic of like TV structure as a whole. Period. But like overall, I think that the acting, the visuals, the story so far have been all great, and it really pays off at the end. And it's like I am itching to watch the next two episodes. Weirdly enough, like I also come out of it like I'm happy I was able to binge it all but it is one of those things that I definitely think I would have had a great time going week to week um yeah yeah I'm with I'm right there with you guys um to me I think we I think we had all started I remember we were in the production meeting on Friday we were like I don't know we'll just talk about Stranger Things we'll just see how far we all get yeah and I think by episode two I was like oh I'm getting through this whole thing this is and you know because because this was like one of the original bingeable shows for me right this is like to me this is quintessential netflix um and i'll disagree with you guys a little bit i'm glad it wasn't week to week only because to to go back to gl's point like the first the, a lot of the stuff with 11 and the kids like in the first couple episodes kind of dragged for me and i don't know 
that I would have been as engaged. I probably would have come back for the next episode, but it was like, uh, I'm happy that we got through those first couple chapters of the book because that's what this kind of felt to me more so than any other of the Stranger Things um, seasons leading up to this. Those always felt like TV shows. This really hit me, you know, they've always been called chapter or whatever chapter. I think this one's like chapter, I think they went through one through five or whatever, one through seven on this one. But they, but the fact that they they choose to put chapters in front of them makes me always think, oh, you're reading a book. This whole season really, really felt like that. And more so, it felt like reading a Stephen King novel for better and for worse. Uh, I don't know if you guys have ever gone through a full Stephen King novel, but there's always a moment when you're getting, you're halfway through, you go, man, this is yeah. a really long book. And there's a lot of characters in this book. And, you know, I remember um, I, I read Salem's Lot and I was like, man, I'm really invested in some of these characters. And he just sets them up to die. And it's, it is the Stephen King way. But by the time you get to the end, all of that means so much more than if you were to read a book that was half its size. You know, he spends so much time with these and fleshes out this world. And that's what this season really, really does for me. So midway through, I was like, I am all in for this. I cannot wait for the next two episodes to come out. Um, I do want to give a shout out to the budget of this show, which I think there are, I don't, for the most part, I think this looks a lot like a four hour long movie than it does episodic television shows and yeah. specifically and i don't want to i don't want to bring this this energy into the group so i'm just going to mention this i think you're it looks it here. you're bringing it i just blows me away that this show looks like this and that certain other shows on certain other platforms that have mm -hmm. to do with supernatural fantasy beings with laser swords or uh or, 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 or superheroes <laughs> uh they they don't look it, as good, and there, I don't is, understand why that is and why that's the case. I feel like there are many different sets that we see in uh, Stranger Things that are very desolate and empty, but they don't feel desolate and empty the way they do on other shows. Yes. You know, yeah, and like right. yes. the world feels better structured and better designed. If there's an award for like making sets look really cool, I. I feel like they do such a good job in every scenario that we're mm -hmm. in, like w yeah. whether we're in some random boathouse or like a trailer park, like everything looks and feels right, you know? And, and obviously, it's so produced. like the it's from the shots, the transitions, like there's so many moments in the first episode where it is, all right, cool, now let's pan to this thing. But like there's a transition to it. it almost felt like watching like an Edgar Wright film in, 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 in some moments where every single, and this is where I felt like I really felt the budget a lot at like, Every single second in certain scenes, I was like, oh, they really thought through how they're going to follow certain characters or how they're going to, like, br bring us to the, to the next scene with, like, the way that, like, you would have the sound effect play, like, during the transit, like, the, like, you oh, know, yeah. pan kind of yeah. thing happening, like, moment to moment. Like, if it feels like there's thought put into it and yeah. it feels it, way more so than even like the, the shows that Nick is referencing from, like, other, other streaming services, right? Like, this feels like it's produced to be a thing that is looked at is like no this is what we can do with the medium like this is what this is where we where we can take it in terms of production and in terms of you know editing and all that stuff yeah it, it i mean there's obviously there's some constraints when you're doing a show that revolves around space and in a, a fantasy world you're gonna have stranger things is much more grounded in reality and a reality that's easy to go out and find if you you know depending on where your shooting locations are but there is there is a superhero aspect of this, a supernatural aspect of this that I think they nail 100%. And a lot of that for me is, I just think they did a great job of casting. There's a couple characters that are introduced in this, and we'll get into spoilers in a few minutes here, um, specifically that have great hair, just great hair, uh, that are just so creepy and good. 
And I don't know. I mean, I think the show just across the board, there's not one bad element for me as far as yeah. uh, uh, acting is concerned. And you guys are 100 percent right. Right. To me, this show feels like the Duffer brothers sat down and did the old school Steven Spielberg way of shooting things where they don't shoot for coverage. They mm -hmm. shoot for specifically for shots. Um, and I mean, there's there's one uh, thing that I made a note of. I think it's in the. I think it was in the uh, one of the houses, the boathouse, where uh, uh, you know uh, uh, um, a blinding light comes from behind him, and you think it's a scene transition, but it's not. It's actually someone's searchlight that's out on the on the river. Things like that, little touches like that, really go a long way into making this whole thing feel uh, like it is a solid product, as opposed yeah. to an episodic thing that's being directed by multiple directors. I think that's the thing where, like, it feels like these feel like movies because the quality is there. I, and, like, that isn't to talk shit about TV shows. They just – typically they don't have the time and budget to, like, make them feel as good right. as this feels. You know what I mean? Like, I yeah. like again, those f first four hours – and, like, it's still – the episodes end with cliffhangers and leaves you ready for the next episode. But those first four hours or four episodes, for us, like – I was in awe of how quickly they passed and how much information they threw at us and how like good everything looked. Hundred percent, right? Um, and and it's it's the way it's shot. It's it's the fact that we have so many different characters now. It's I mean, the, the, this this just the show just looks beautiful, uh, and it all just vibes. But uh, every every element of it vibes hundred percent. And by the way, I just I want to note before we go into uh, spoilers, just all of the the references that the Duffer brothers threw into this specifically all of the, all of the things that are happening in this are just low key references to all of the great movies, fantasy, yeah. sci-fi horror movies. I mean, the fact that there's a couple <laughs> characters that pop up in this as well, actors specifically uh, that are very, very well known from the eighties, uh, which is super, super cool. And so, and they get it. This is all stuff that they're doing on purpose. And I'll, and I'll explain to you guys a couple of the references. I'm excited, I don't yeah, know, I, yeah, I don't know I if you guys I, I, know a few of I them, but them. I think I out. know who they are now that you're yeah. saying stuff, but like I, I don't know who those people are. You know what I mean? And I'm going to tell you guys right after we take a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Me Undies. I love Me Undies from head to toe, all over my body. If you don't believe me, of course, right now I'm wearing the Me Undies shirt. You can tell by the little tag going on right there, right? I got the Me Undies lounge shorts going on. Of course, I got the Undies, and then boom. Me undies socks, baby. That's how we do out here at Kinda Funny. I love being soft head to toe in the micro-modal fabric. You already know all about that. But if you don't, let's face it, summer's sweaty, but your butt doesn't have to be. With Me Undies light and breathable micro-modal fabric, you can stay comfy and cool all summer long. They have super fun seasonal prints and tons of styles to choose from. But if you just like classic black, that's totally cool too. They got a bunch of just bold colors for you to go for. They have super fun seasonal prints, tons of styles and sizes extra extra small to 4XL, so you can bring the beach to your butt without ever leaving your living room. MeUndies has a great offer for all of you first-time purchasers. You can get 15% off if you sign up for their free-to-join membership. You can apply that 15% off to their already discounted membership prices. To get 15% off your first order and 100% satisfaction guarantee, go 
to MeUndies.com slash kind of funny. That's MeUndies.com slash kind of funny. Tell them Tim Getty sent you. Shout out to Chime for sponsoring this episode. No one likes waiting on a paycheck, especially when you've got bills due. Good thing there's Chime. Now you can get your paycheck up to two days early without direct deposit. That's up to two more days to save, pay bills, and generally just feel good about your money situation. But Chime is about more than just getting paid early. It's also an award-winning mobile app, checking account, debit card, and optional savings account. Uh, so. What are you waiting for? Hopefully not your paycheck. Get started with Chime today. Applying for a free account takes less than two minutes. Get started at chime.com slash KF games. That's C-H-I-M-E.com slash KF games. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA. Members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer. Get started at chime.com slash KF games. Shout out to Credit Karma for sponsoring this episode. Want a new credit card but not sure how to choose? You don't need to apply for the first offer that you see in the mail. Credit Karma can help you zero in on the right option for you and apply with more confidence. I love Credit Karma. I've been using it for years to check my credit profile, make sure everything is good and on the up and up. Uh, credit Karma uses your credit profile to show you offers that are tailored to your financial situation. Credit Karma partners with a wide range of card issuers so you can be sure that you're exploring all sorts of options. Best of all, Credit Karma uses your credit data to show you your chances of approval before you even apply, helping you apply with more confidence. Comparing cards on Credit Karma is 100% free and most importantly, will not affect your credit score. That is huge. Credit Karma, create your own karma. Ready to find the right card for you? Head to Credit Karma and check out your personalized mix of offers today. That's creditkarma.com or hit up the Credit Karma app to find the right card for you you that's creditkarma.com okay we're going full spoiler territory right now it blew me away when they get to the dad the guy that plays uh the, the creepy dad that that carved his eyes out oh, yeah. and i was like the second he turned around and i saw his profile i was like oh my god that's robert england he's the guy that played freddy cougar that's oh, awesome oh that's, that's cool awesome I that they got so that's and the so first cool. thing you see is he's is he's is he's using his nails to carve through a table, and I'm yeah. like, "You motherfucker!" That's awesome. You got me on that one, which is great. Um, and also just the fact that low key, the idea of your worst fears being used against you in mm -hmm. like a dreamlike state is very yep. very Freddy Krueger. It's also Freddy very Kruger. very very Flatliners. If you guys haven't ever seen yep. the original Flatliners, this whole thing that I was I was watching with uh, D, and she was like. This these guys really liked Flatliners, like the idea of like going into like a, a death world and having to face your fears and all these things. And I was like, yeah, I think they liked that Nightmare on Elm Street a lot. Yes. Uh, there's also some low key nods to Carrie in the in the beginning where she gets the kids are being yep. assholes to her and they throw the milkshake Chocolate, on her, yeah, uh, all that stuff, and then she gets hyper violent with them. Um, and then just everything out in the desert is so et. It's so, or so a uh, th third counter uh, first encounters. You guys know what I'm talking about. Yeah, first yeah, encounters yeah. Of the, uh, the third guy. Third counter. Um, that's it. Thank you. Uh, but all that stuff is just, uh, you know, it's, it's cool. It's window dressing for a show that I feel is really, 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 really yeah. good. But let's let's, that's, let's I feel like that's why the show feels so rich, because there's constantly yeah. moments like that where you're like, I don't know who like like there's definitely references happening here, like the Freddy Cougar thing. Like you definitely feel that. And to find out that like the the dad is he plays is, Victor Creel. That's the name of the character. Yeah. 
Like that's God really, damn. really cool. That's yeah, really cool. And I also cool. I also love how willing they are to like lead into different types of, of horror stuff too. Like and I think it falls into that that homage ter- uh, territory where, you know, you have the body horror stuff, like people's bones cracking all that shit, but like toward the latter half of the season you have uh I forget his name, but like the jock dude who's on the search for Steve. Eddie. Steve, yeah, well, not uh, no. no, not Steve. Harris, oh, no. the kid that's the the head of the uh, basketball team. Yes, yeah, you have that kid, that's... and he's essentially leading a witch hunt. Yes. And like, once we get there, I was like, at first, I was like, I don't know how I feel about it. Then I realized what they're doing. I was like, oh, okay, like I see, I see where this is going, and I think but this could have some cool stuff with it too. What's really and, cool about that is they the the production design from that was what really got me. Right, these kids all are in uniform always. They're always yes. in either the the basketball uniform, the 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 Letterman jacket, or at one point they go full on like Men in Black when they leave the funeral. Yeah, and they're just this hit squad that's walking around, and I love that. I love the I love that that they become antagonists in addition to a bunch of other antagonists and you understand where they're coming from. I love that on top of everything, like it uses real life events because like D and D like did have a huge problem that that people were like, Oh, it's a satanic thing. And it's like, what a perfect way to tie this in for something they've been building because, like, in season one, they're playing D&D. That's where the, the demogoggin or whatever mm-hmm. gets its well, name, right? I, if yeah. I'm not mistaken, I never played D&D because I wasn't a dork. I played Robo, <laughs> I played Robotech, the RPG game. That's that's what the cool kids played uh, for what you would ta- tabletop I game. You. I, like, I, I don't know that I believe you actually oh played. My Did God, you actually play? Oh no. You had yeah. the little toys, right? Like, oh, wait, you oh, where are they? Are the dice still here? Oh my god! Oh I have no. my I have my dice somewhere. I'll find Ve- them. I'll Vecna find them. is also a D and D. Yeah, I think all these characters, yeah. Mind Flayer yeah, yeah, yeah. and Vecna, I think they're all drawn oh, yeah. from D and D. Yeah, which I I don't know what mythology uh, that's drawn from. I don't know if that's like Cthulhu or whatever yeah, the heck. It might I don't be know a combination they... of Lovecraftian, but like and then just yeah. old world. And so. just like, like I think they draw from a lot of different places. Yeah, a lot but of that was one of the things that. D was like, oh, wow, D and D is really kind of prevalent in this season. I was like, no, all of the stuff comes from D and D. The Democrat. Yeah. That's how these kids are able to. That's why this this show is so understand, genius is because yeah. these dork kids like they understand what's happening. Or rather, it's not that they understand what's happening; it's that they translate what's happening yeah, into they a language. Apply that their can own be, logic. Exactly. That's the thing that like toward the beginning of the because I have stuff. I've watched it with subtitles on, and so like wait, they called that thing Vecna, and then you yeah. see it, and it starts like talking, and the subtitles is like Vecna is saying this, and the whole time mm-hmm. I'm like wait, how do these kids, un- like, just know, like, how do they get it right every time? And I was like, wait, no, okay, no, this is their understanding. Like, it's, the thing is actually, as it's revealed, right, we're in spoilers, right? Like, it's it's one that is, right. quote-unquote, Vecna, but they're just, they just understand it to be Vecna. I feel like that is such a genius way to, to do it, so that, like, you have really cool, like, you have cool villain names, like, after the after every season, where it's like, yeah. oh, no, that's Demogorgon. Oh, no, that's well, Mind Flayer. Oh, no, that's Vecna. Like, that's and cool they stuff. said, they set it up right, because Eddie is, as the dungeon master, the, the, I don't know if you guys caught or not, but the quest I th- that they go on is to beat is Vecna. Vecna. Yeah. So mm-hmm. the bad guy that they have to go, which by the way, I gotta talk. We gotta have a break and talk about the little sister character in this. Oh, she's because hilarious. she's the great. fucking she's best great. part of the show. She's a little Full too stop. real, you know what I mean? God bless her. I <laughs> like know. The moments where like, she's calling just... people out, I was like, you know what? I don't, I don't like the way she's calling people out. But she's like, right, Kevin. You know? but she's not <laughs> wrong. Like, that's, that's a little me right there. <laughs> but then, but her joining the Hellfire Club and uh, and and them going on the quest as the other stuff's happening and the other action, I thought was I thought was so well done. Her, and it, why is it's she a great just way wearing to, an American flag cape? Because 
fucking can. Like, it, this, can. is there anything cooler, you know? That's awesome. Um, but I love that. I love that because that sets up kind of what the whole season's going to be about. And they've done that. They did that before because if I'm not mistaken, then season one, the first the first game that they were rolling against when they were finishing that campaign was against the Demogorgon. Yes. So, um, and then I think the Mind Flayer came in at some point later. Um, so I love that it's all wrapped in that. And that gives the reader context for what's going on without having to like spoon feed it to us or rather the yeah. viewer, um, which is super, super cool. But I did, having said that, I was like, wait, wait who was the mind flayer again? I had to go down a rabbit hole I had last to do night that same thing too, yeah. and look through that. Cause I totally forgot like all the mall stuff and the next gate that was open and all that stuff. Uh, but what I thought was really, really cool was them going back in. And this is a difficult thing to do when you go back in and sort of not, I don't want to say retcon, but flesh out, in a different manner with a different conclusion, uh, the origins for a character. And so I was kind of blown away by the time we get to that fight between her. Well, first off, I was like, I kind of saw him coming from a mile away. I'm like, that guy's got to be one, right? The second yeah. he mentioned it, I was like, that guy's totally one. But then when he goes full ham, that I was like, oh, that this is awesome. Fire. And he, and I was like, because I thought it was going to be um, seven. I think the seven was that little shit kid that kept messing with 11. I was like, yeah. oh, he's going to be the one that, that went ham and killed all the kids. But no, it was one. I and that guy I, I feel great. like I, I was like, they got me. I was I was very much like, oh, OK, something happened, triggered her and she like accidentally kills everyone. Right. And then, uh, you know, when, when it starts going down, it's like, oh, OK, it's clear that like seven and his like pals are going to come in and are going to like like actually try to kill her. And she's going to kind of accidentally just turn in like insane. Yeah. So yeah. when not be able to control her powers, kind when of a she Jean pulls Grey that thing. when she pulls that thing out and he does he fucks up everyone like to me that was such a good moment of like oh oh shit he's one yeah you know yeah. like that, yeah. that that was a great moment and then they did it again with like it being the little kid like as soon as we saw the little kid i was like we're gonna see this kid again we're gonna see this little oh, kid yeah. again but again when when it was like you know he was like my backstory is this and i was like oh from the house and then at that point you know you have all the pieces you're like oh my god he's the real bad guy and i just yeah i love how like as i was watching it how little sense it made until it made all the sense yeah Mm -hmm. right like as she as she pushes them into the the um portal right or the gate and you see like like his body degrading and all this shit right and like you start putting together those pieces it's like oh okay i get it like it like it, for me I, I i that was the moment where it all came together for me where i was just like ah this makes this doesn't make sense oh it's disjointed oh it's a stretch that like all this shit is somehow connected and they pull it together in the perfect way that made me go okay no i believe it like this this makes sense and, and also like this is sick as hell uh, like I, I, I legit can't wait to see like what the next few episodes are of them taking him on because like they built him up to be terrifying now especially yeah. now seeing him as as one as like mm-hmm. him fucking all these other other people up, like it's I'm so excited for the rest of it. No, oh, me too. Go ahead, go. Oh, I was just gonna say, like I think that um no oh, shit, I lost it. Come back to me, come back to me. Okay. Uh I was gonna say, uh <laughs> I, I'm right there with you guys. And it, and it it asks a lot. There's two questions that I have that I kind of want them to explore, even though I think I pretty much know the answer. The first what, what that I thought was cool was when they go back into Hawkins when they're in the upside down and it's frozen three or it's it's like frozen three years ago or whatever it was when when the start of this all happened yeah and i was like i was kind of looking into it last night and i guess it was either when she did this or when she opened the original gate that hawkins got sucked into upside upside down and it it that's everything's frozen there because i was wondering i was like if you move a car in hawkins how come it's not moved yeah and this and it's because 
when it, whenever that original rift between the worlds opened, that's it, when it, it was she imprinted Hawking on that or whatever it was, which yeah. I thought was super freaking cool. I was like, that was a great concept, right? Oh, the, the entire I, scene where they're stuck um, in the upside down and they're trying to communicate with, uh, also, with the before light, right? There, right? I want to shout out the returning characters, like Dustin's character. Great. I it. Like he might be one of the most lovable characters on Netflix. Like it is this kid fucking rocks. Like the Steve making fun of his teeth and being like, "I'm sorry, man, too far, yeah, <laughs> too, too far." far. Like, yeah. That killed me. But yeah, like them in the upside down communicating with Dustin and trying to figure out how this shit works, and like then recalling season one of Winona Ryder like getting the communications from her son um, via light. Mm-hmm. And like figuring out, like, oh yeah, we can communicate with them via the light and figure out, like, them doing all that stuff. I thought was really cool. And then the scene where they look up and they see the like they the they see the regular world and like they're yeah. looking down the upside down. Such a cool visual so cool. that you know, like Stranger Things, I think it's just done such a good job of establishing like are their visual identity and in, in in their style in a way where when I think of Stranger Things, it's almost like it's almost like thinking of Star Wars, where I'm like. I think of the in Star Wars. I think of the lightsabers, right? I think of the like Tie Fighters, right? I think of I, yeah. like like uh, the they Death Star. Like there are certain visuals that come to mind with that. Yeah. Stranger Things has done that for me now. Where legit, like I think of the upside down. I think of how gross it looks. I think of like wet wet tentacles, fucking like dragging it across the ground, so right? Bad. Like it, they're so wet, but like it's so cool. And yeah, like I think they do such a good job of, of providing those moments where it's like. Damn, this just looks cool as hell. And I'm looking up and down through the portal. I was like, dude, this is fucking insane. Yeah. And yeah. then me actually going through it and the way the physics yeah. works of that. Like, yeah. how yeah. cool is that? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, blessing to, to riff off that for a sec. I, I love it. And I love it because the Duffer brothers are, are taking inspiration pretty boldly from all the series that came before. Even when you look at the posters, I mean, those posters harken back to like the old school, like hand drawn, hand painted posters of the 80s and 90s when you're you're seeing all those fantastical uh, movies that they're drawing from and they're not like trying to hide that they're obviously mm. paying homage to it and they and, and it's it's just a love letter to all of those movies uh anything from john carpenter films to like friday the 13th to spielbergian movies uh and it's it's super cool and i i'm just i'm just impressed that i think this season for me is the strongest season so far and that says a lot because i really liked the first season but i think i think i didn't when we started this i was like i don't really care about where l's at and by the end of it i'm like yep oh my God, this is incredible, right? Because it's sort of like, not a redemption arc for her, but like, I lost my powers, I gotta get my powers back arc. Uh, I, especially when we started with, in Russia, with with Hopper, I was like, I don't, I don't wanna watch. One of the things I hate is watching a character be fucking tortured in a prison for an entire season. Yep, with like but no way out, his, and it's just yeah. no growth. But his know? arc, well, for <laughs> don't let me forget to talk about the karate guy, but his arc... Ugh. It came full circle, and I love where he's at with the dude from Game of Thrones, where he's like, I thought I was sent here as a punishment, but I was sent here for a reason, and it's to kill this thing, like, and to help yeah. L however I possibly can. I thought that was a great moment for really, David Harbour. Really mm-hmm. The guy, but but uh, you better believe that at some point we're all partying together. I'm going to tell you guys, my fingers are arrows and my arm is a spear, because that guy, <laughs> that so scene ridiculous. where he kicks the, uh, Yuri's ass in the plane was hilarious. What a well made, what a what a beautiful moment. Yeah, like I, I that whole that whole uh, plot line was one that I was so tired of, but then re- did win me over by the end because yeah. yeah, the moment of like the the plane and getting into the fight of the plane was really fun, and then that just the entirety of episode seven of them going up against the Demogorgon and like the amount of tension that they build with uh, David Harper like uh, um, like 
picking up the spear and like pouring on on the alcohol and trying to light it, but the lighter not turning on and like trying to like turn Sucks it on like the whole time. Everyone yeah. except for the two people we cared about died. Like you yeah. really couldn't save every, anyone else, not no, one other person. <laughs> they ate too much turkey. That's why when you when you see the turkey, you eat just enough turkey. turkey. It's the tryptophan. It sticks with yeah. you. Uh, and also, no. that Gordon was wait, wait, so too. Yeah. I, I do want to talk about the, the like. So there were two things that happened where I was like, oh, I'm really worried about. This. The first one is uh, episode five where everything just goes to hell. Like we are, I believe that's the ep- uh, uh, the end of episode four is when it re- gets revealed that Yuri is a piece of shit, right? Yeah, that sounds about right. And uh, like that to me, that was such a bummer of like, ugh. I was so ready. I was like, I want this escape to just be clean. When he's yep. in there eating peanut butter, putting on new blue jeans, mm-hmm. I was like, yes, let that be the end of it. Let's reunite everyone. No. And then we have that moment where it's like, nope, Yuri's a piece of shit. Everything's going to chaos. And it's like, ugh, I don't, I don't need to now go on another ride. Like, you don't need to take me up to the top of this peak to, to climax again. Like, I was good where we were at. But mm-hmm. that being said, I do feel like, Episode five, I thought was a total drag of like, ugh, now we're resetting because everyone has that moment where they're kind of like set back. Uh, yeah, it's, around it's there. That. Yeah, it's that, and it's, it's just kind of like where they get plunged to the lowest moment possible, where they right. thought they were going to be yeah. good, and then all of a sudden, boom, you're back in prison, and the guy that was going to help you get out of prison is now in it's prison. Also with you. in prison with you, yeah. Right, so it's the low point in the story for yeah. them. But, but I'm that, right there I with think, you. Yeah. I was gonna say that's is that around when the reveal for eleven like pop up? That's out? so episode five is the Nina project. Uh, yeah. And so, and by the way, I just want everyone to know, just as a, as a general rule, if you want to know another incredible, incredible reference back to the 80s, don't trust Paul Reiser. Just don't trust him, okay? He always comes off as that nice guy that's got your back, but boom, you'll turn so around nice. and he locks you in a room with fucking aliens. That's what's going to happen every single time with Paul Reiser. That's why I couldn't watch that show he was on with Helen Hunt. I was just like, at some point, he's going to screw her over. Um, that's the Not Nina Helen Project. Hunt. You know, that's where the line is. Yeah, don't don't mess with Helen Hunt. She's in Twister. Uh, yeah, I'd have, I'd have to read through this to tell you, but I think this is roughly yeah. This is where she gets kind of put back into the hell scape yeah. of her own yeah, memories, yeah, yeah, yeah. and this is where we get introduced to number one. We don't know who he is yeah. at that point. Um, but by the way, I love the visual where he's like, where he's like, you're just like me, and he pulls up his sleeve. Yeah, and he's zero zero one, and she's zero one one. Yeah, and they put it. That's such a cool shot. I'm like, God. absolutely. And, and I, then I thought to myself, I was like, if I was if I was Millie Bobby Brown, would I get that tattoo? Because it's kind of, it's kind of fucked up. Like I feel like cool if, if you get like an iconic role like that, where you are like, because like everyone's always gonna remember that, and she'll do. She's always gonna be. She, she's a phenomenal actor. She'll yeah. do bigger, better things. Like yeah, I'm sure 100%. at some point she'll get an Oscar for some amazing role because she really, she disappears in these things. But it is a cool homage to like the origins because like yeah like this is when where your first role is something as big like yeah i think that that's, and also it'll be a small awesome. tattoo you can cover up yeah. for, for your family yeah and put a little thing on there that'd be super cool um, um but so sorry, and then ahead. there's another moment where the uh, the teen squad gets stuck in the upside down mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. where i was kind of like i don't understand why they don't just jump back down there's not that many like there was a moment where there wasn't that many bats around right right, right. i yeah, guess they were like, scared that, around like, and, like, the tentacles were gonna there. grab them or something they were gonna drown well, he had I been dragged it. really far too, and yeah. so I think I don't think they did a great job explaining that. Yeah, and it they ended up like, saying that it was guarded, and so maybe it was yeah. like maybe I, I they think, just didn't show it to the audience. Maybe they had like fucking people blocking the shit. Well, I think those bats, their tails can extend very, very long. I think that's what mm-hmm. the tentacles that, that pulled sense. them in were. Um, but that was another moment where I was like, "Ugh, he, here we go! Like they're gonna bring us into the upside down." 
and they haven't been great about explaining stuff. I feel like for a while we've had theories that like uh, uh, that uh, Eleven had had created the Upside Down, or yeah, you know, where she when she had that moment where she sees the Demogorgon and touches him, mm-hmm. um, and it's cool to finally get answers but also before they tell us how it's created we we get the conversation of like well i have a gun in my in my like drawer Mm -hmm. let's go and find it and they that's when they figure out oh no these things aren't constantly updating because it it is i think a concerning thing to be like well like how does it work like like when you move something is it just floating in the upside down like you know so i'm glad that they've started explaining these things and that, like, to me, the explanation makes sense and is cool. Yeah, me too. Yeah, yeah, like, and I like that there's still that tinge of mystery, right? Like, when, like, where did it come from? Has it just always existed? Like, if you walk outside of Hawkins, does the Upside Down exist beyond Hawkins? Like, when the mm. um, one got pulled into the Upside Down, like, so was, was that before it got established? Was there a new update, like, three years ago? Like, how yeah. exactly? Like, I still have so many questions, I but think, I think uh, yeah. that's kind of the point of it. I do think that was the moment it was created, because we do see him, like, in a weird in-between space where, like, it seems like just everything around him is kind of, like, terrestrial and, like, yeah, you know, volcanoes up. almost. Yeah. No, like, it seems like there's still, like, he doesn't seem like he's the the top right like they called they said that he's like one of the most powerful soldiers to whatever the fucking like yeah but i think that that was that was a Uh guess that because they called him a general and i feel like the show is setting up setting him up to be like the the reason why the up down upside down was created Mm -hmm. and Mm. it definitely seems like a final boss that being said there is one more season that's my thing is my prediction my my theory slash prediction is that by the end of the season we get a reveal that is like no now here is the final boss like vecna was just working for what is the actual creator slash run like the fucking devil essentially yeah but Um, like i do think that we've gotten a lot of information directly from vecna or like the you know him as a as a human talking Mm -hmm. to both 11 and also uh what natalie is that her name nancy nancy Uh, Nancy. Nancy. yeah Yeah. nancy explaining stuff where it's like it doesn't seem like he was doing anything because there was something drawing him it seems like he was doing stuff because like Mm -hmm. he wasn't 100 percent right in the head and was just kind of exploring these abilities that seemingly came out of nowhere Mm. but either way did they come out of nowhere you know what i mean yeah or did something (sighs) bring them forth I don't know. I, these are exciting. all questions uh, that hopefully, will, well, they for sure will probably be answered by season five. But we'll see how far we get in the uh, the next two episodes. It's so funny to think because I, I you walk away from seasons or episode seven. I'm like, wow, what a great conclusion to all those stories. We yeah. had this wonderful, and again, I think this is why this season stands out to me is because everything built up to all these different planes of action happening. Right? You got L. We've we've remembering. Her her fight with one, which was great. At the same time, Hopper's fighting the Demogorgon. At the same time, Nancy's now trapped in upside down uh, in, with with uh, with Vecna, and all of these things it's are also happening. Like, guys, put headphones on her. Like you know how this works. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you have to imagine that's what right. They're like throw the headphones to the thing. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You have to pick her favorite song, right? And maybe only Steve knows what her favorite song is. We don't know oh. because we've got I don't that, like that shit. relationship. I, we didn't. I we didn't it. talk about that at all. I was gonna I say, I'm like tired shit for it. One bit. I'm tired of Nancy. All right, it. pick one. Pick one. <laughs> Every season, she ping pongs back and forth between the. Blessing. No, Nancy's a hot like, commodity. Like, okay, she's got to. She's got to get her options out there on the table. But also, like both her options suck. 
Like Steve is, John, uh, Steve is way better than Jonathan. Like Jonathan is creepy and he's a peeping Tom. He's Steve not. was a bully for like a season and a half. Yeah. Like you have a town full of other boys. I, Go find them. I think that John's in a really sad, like it's interesting because I feel like his story we've seen the least about, but like it is a really interesting place where they're coming at where he's like deeply depressed and like is too scared to leave his family because yeah. like, you know, he's. They've seen some shit. Yeah, and not only that, like, they have been the ones to solve all the problems. So Mm -hmm. it's like, how can he leave when, like, you know, because Eleven, does Eleven live with him? uh, Yeah, Eleven lives with Jonathan and Joyce as as Jane, her original name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so you know what I'm saying? Like, she is, like, the main thing that, like, all these things tend to be around. Yeah. Uh, And, like, I get why he's, like, I don't know that I can leave to go to college and, like, why he's that like makes him depressed, and now he's just this kind of stoner loser that doesn't seem like he's got much going on. He'll probably uh, well, yeah, it, it is sad. Like they they are not giving his character much to do this season. Yeah, but I think it's, that once Hopper comes back in, like that could help fill that. You know that like because Eleven could go with Hopper. Father, yeah, yeah. Eleven, but Eleven could go with Hopper, and, and like there's less of a threat now. Or I don't know if Hopper's going to end up staying with Winona Ryder. Like, I feel like they're setting that up in a weird way where it doesn't have to be romantic, but they haven't super decided yet. Um, but I think there's I'm also very the, excited. There's also the low-key theme of of that love lost and that and that growth and just moving on, right? Because that was – we get that with Eleven and Will, where Will clearly is, like, not necessarily in the relationship anymore, right? He won't say I love you. He's not – I get the feeling from Wait, him I'm sorry, that you mean Mike. Right. Mike, excuse me, not Will. Will's, Will's the yeah, Will's the other kid with the weird haircut. Uh, Mike, his haircut's so bad, so weird, it's so bad. But I think they did that on purpose because yeah. for the longest time I could not tell the difference between those two when they were growing I'm up. Glad, if he had, yeah, if he had Finn Wolfhard hair, I'd be like, you gotta get. We gotta. I was yeah, so confused in something. episode one when that girl in his class like was like flirting with him, like you know, caressing him with his foot, with her foot, and I'm like, mm-hmm. have you do you not see the haircut? Like, leave that boy alone. <laughs> yeah, this kid, this kid's figuring <laughs> some stuff. They're out probably right hotter now. kids in your class. So you can go. Yeah. Um, but I will say, but no but so so with Jonathan and Nancy, that's kind of what I felt there, where he was like, oh, I gotta do this thing, but it kind of felt like he didn't want. To go to that other college or or use her as an excuse to go to that other college. I kind of felt like he was like, everyone's moving. I mean, that's what happens, right? When you graduate high school and you you think you're going to be in love forever. And then you, that was just kind of, that was a moment in time. And and I I, I like that they're exploring that because to me that 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 speaks to the fact that there this is kind of still a teen drama, right? There is that that young Such love. A good one too. And it's great, you know, and, and that's super good. Um, before we wrap this up, and we're going to come back, by the way, and talk about uh, uh, Stranger Things Season 4 Part 2 when it comes yeah. out in July. Uh, but before I wrap that up, I want to give two notable shout-outs. One is to Argyle, who is just the best character. He was great in this. He was he was great in Booksmart. He's a... Is that this the actor stoner is friend? Is yeah, the, the guy with the long hair friend? who drives the, oh, the, yeah. the Beautiful the hair. Truck. Like, God, it's hair. one of those things Beautiful. where, like, it made me think, like, I shouldn't have cut my hair. I should have just straightened it, just kept it and taken good care of it because it is beautiful. I also love the relationship they're building up with uh, Dustin's girlfriend's sister. I was good. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, oh, and yeah. Argyle. <laughs> who, by the way, <laughs> again, you want to know a little tiny nod, is dressed like... Um, like Ali Sheedy from The Breakfast Club in all black with like the brooch. Yeah, I feel like yeah. and she looks like She also like has the hair. She has that, that like, dark that's hair. A hundred percent on purpose. And so I love funny. it. I'm all in. Uh and yeah, to, to that point, I want to give a shout out to to Suze, to Susie, 
Because when he started singing the Never Any Story thing, I was like, oh, they're bringing Susie back. And that is the best thing ever. And she's like the hacker kid that they go to to like hack and all that stuff. Super great. Anyway, guys, closing thoughts on Stranger Things Season 4 Part 1. Big shout out to, again, shout out to the returning cast. You know, I absolutely like, especially Dustin. Like, Dustin is always like a delight. <laughs> Whenever I see him on screen, I'm like, just keep this kid on screen the entire time. Shout out to that. My one prediction, uh, speaking of Nancy... And how Nancy bounces back and forth between uh, what Jonathan and Steve Harrington. I don't think that she does that. I don't think she does that. Rewatch seasons one through four. There's, there's, there's a heat between her and Steve. There right is now. a heat. There's a heat. I, there is a heat. I and think that's like something they're reintroducing. That I don't know. I, I feel like that. I feel like that she's always kind of. Back there, and there's been moments in, in prior seasons where yes, the heat was there and it was real. But like, I, I, they're gonna get through this. Everything's gonna be fine. Well, here's the thing. My prediction, and this is my uh, this is what I'm introducing to the screencast, the blessing ship prediction. All right, okay. it's the characters that I think are going to be shipped together by the end of the okay. season. Okay, I love this. Robin and Hear Nancy. Hear me out. All right. Wait, what was that? Where I said Robin and Nancy. That's exactly where I was going with that. There I think is. Robin and yeah, Nancy yeah. are going to end up together by they're the end of the season. I think they're definitely some chemistry. setting up. They're definitely setting up that Robin is like infatuated. Might not be the right word, but it's not the wrong one. You know, with with well, Nancy. yeah, Robin for sure is maybe is developing a little bit of a crush on Nancy. Sure, yeah, uh, and I think which... like they made it very clear that like Robin's like, hey, we're not a thing, like we're single, and I think the red herring is that oh, okay, they're setting up Nancy and and, and, and Steve, Steve right. but they're really setting up Nancy and Robin. Either Mark way, Robert. I love that they they sort of had that a little bit of a. Uh, antagonism against each other because of steve at the beginning and then like quickly she just threw that aside and now they're kind of besties yeah which is cool uh i also want to give a shout out to the actress that plays max i think a lot of a lot of the first few episodes revolve around her obviously and the uh the i i, read, <laughs> I just read uh i saw a headline that said that that song she listened to just became number one on spotify because of oh, stranger that's things awesome. that's it's awesome. like an old school like so single bad. hit from the 80s that I, I don't even think i've ever heard that song before but now it's like a banger for everyone uh which is super cool and uh i hope she gets back together with lucas or at least they explore that that'd be a fun uh fun relationship to get oh, shipped I forgot about lucas yeah, i know lucas i mean that, i know and again all of these great storylines just just intertwined i love him being having a foot in both worlds where he's desperately trying to fight for the Hellfire Club because he knows it's just Dungeons and Dragons. He's the only one that gets it and can explain it to the jocks. But these jocks are just not having it because they're just out there thumping Bibles yeah. and like and, yeah. tr and trying to burn people at the stake. And, well, and to be even, fair, someone was like, like two people were violently murdered, you know? inexplicably yeah. murdered in front of this kid yeah. who saw them lifted into the air. He's not wrong. There is someone casting a spell. It's just not yeah. these yeah, kids. This is some demonic right. bullshit. He's actually um, right on that. And that guy, that actor is great. He he does the perfect 1980s asshole bully sort of like Dude, uh, his speech where oh, he's so like, good. you know, trying to rally the troops. Fantastic. I believed him. I was like, I was about to buy, go like to the store and buy a fucking pitchfork. I was Absolutely. ready for it. Oh, also, the guy that the guy that plays Eddie is fantastic as well. Kevin, parting thoughts. Are you I, excited I mean, for I, for the next part? I am absolutely excited. Like I'm, I, I am utterly shocked at how excited I am so far in this half of the season. I think it's an easy 5.0 on our scale. Like 100%. excellent, great, amazing, whatever what that stands for. Because like I'm so in. And I'm I'm stoked. It's like it's a bummer they didn't release it. I think try out the weekly release because I feel like it would have been fun to talk to people, mm -hmm. um, and it would have made the reveal at the end that we get yeah. even bigger. And that thing like, is like being able to pop. talk, like being able to hear somebody be like, "Oh, you think one is Vecna?" and like get that reveal at the end. That would have been some tight shit. That would have been uh -huh. dope as hell. That would have been very very cool. But I'm guessing Netflix, unfortunately, 
needs to bring people back to their platform as fast as humanly possible. Yeah. So I'm guessing this strategy was to get a nice little subscriber bump uh, by the end of this quarter. But that's just me, ladies and gentlemen. I'm with Kevin as well. Right now, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give Stranger Things season four a tentative four and a half out of five stars, and I'll tell you why. We don't do halves. I'm no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it five stars, but just know that I'm, I'm withholding okay. half a star I, until the right. next part comes out sure, because sure. that otherwise, they, I mean, listen. If I don't do this blessing, maybe they just delay it even further. Maybe they don't ever release mm-hmm. the next part. True, so we true. have to just, we have to just stay strong and let Netflix know we're very, very excited uh, for Stranger Things season four, part two. Let us know what you thought about this show in the comments below. Let us know if we got anything wrong uh, there or what your theories are on who created the Upside Down. Uh, was it L? Does it exist beyond Hawkins? Uh, are all these characters just uh, figments of my imagination that the Duffer Brothers have reached Absolutely. in my head and now owe me royalties for? Uh, we love you guys very, very much. We're excited to see your, uh, your theories and all that stuff in the comments. And uh, yeah, stick around because a month from now, we're going to binge watch the last four hours of Stranger Things and let you know what we thought. Bye.